Hi, today's episode is inspired by a story in the Bible, in the book of John chapter 4. Now, this was Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman. The Bible records that Jesus had to move from Judea to Galilee, and the Bible says he had to go through Samaria. Now, most Jews, what they used to do is they go around Samaria to Galilee because the Jews and the Samaritans did not relate. But Jesus had to go through Samaria. And as we as you go on in the chapter, we begin to see why Jesus had to go through Samaria. And that reason started with a woman. Amazing. Now, this woman had come to fetch water at a well that Jesus had decided to rest because his disciples had gotten to get food and as the Bible recorded, Jesus was tired. So he sat by the well and the woman came at noon to fetch water from the well. Now, normally people don't come to the well at noon to fetch water because water was usually fetched in the early hours of the morning when the water was still clean and settled. But by noon, it was hot and not the best condition to come fetch water. But this woman usually come at noon to fetch water because she believed that no one would be at the well and she wouldn't have to meet with anyone. Because in that society, she probably didn't have the best credibility. She had had five husbands and the one she was with right now was not even her husband. So she was trying to avoid people. Because at some point during the conversation with Jesus, she said when Jesus offered to give her life-giving water, she said, give me this water so that I won't test again and I won't have to come fetch water again. You know, so we see that that act or the, the, the event of her fetching water over and over again was something she was willing to avoid. Now, but that is not the essence of the message that I'm trying to draw out from there. The essence of the message is this. When Jesus met with this woman for the first time, he asked her for water. He said, give me water. And then the woman responded, oh, Jews and Samaritans do not relate, but you're asking me for water. You know, and then Jesus said, if you know who asks you for water, you would have asked him to give you water. You know, and I, when I read that and I read that and I'm like, oh, Jesus asked for water, but now here he is offering himself as water, as life-given water. The message is this. When God asks us for something, it's not because he needs it. It's not because he can do without it. He is God. He is all-sufficient. So God never asks us for something because he needs it. Rather, and interestingly, he asks us for something because we need it. He asked the woman for water, but Jesus didn't need water. Even throughout the whole chapter, the Bible, throughout the whole story of his encounter with that woman, the Bible never said that Jesus got water to drink. So Jesus never really wanted water, but she needed water. And the truth is, she was the one who was thirsty. 
Because as she read on in her encounter with Jesus, she was she said, when the Christ come, it will teach us all things, or it would reveal all things to us. And Jesus said, I am He, I am that Christ. And immediately the woman left her jar and ran into the town and told people everything. And she said, Is this the Christ? You, you know, you could tell from her uh, from that eagerness to know that she was thirsty to know she she has always hungered to meet that christ to know that christ to experience the salvation that it brings she was thirsty for christ so christ at that well was not trying to quench his thirst rather was trying to quench the thirst of that woman and every other person that believed in that town. So, please, I want us to take a new attitude towards the idea of giving. When God asks us to give our life to Him, it's not because He needs life. He is life. He's asking us to give our lives because we need His life. So we see that everything, and I mean absolutely everything that God does, He does for us. Even when it looks like God is asking of us or taking from us, He is doing it for us. You may not see it at that moment, but in the long run, if you stay with Him and you trust Him through the process, you will see that God does everything for you. Now, let's look at another story. Jesus came to the seashore and and he asked Peter, please let me use your boat. I, I, need to, I need a boat to stay on so I can preach to these people. And Peter allowed. Now, Peter had been toiling all night trying to fish. He, he was a professional fisherman and all night he had caught nothing. And then one man came and said, oh, let me use your boat to preach. No pay, nothing. Peter could have been mad. Like, how insensitive can you be? Can't you see that I have not caught anything and then you're asking for my boat instead of you asking me to still go up and fish? But he allowed. He allowed. And Jesus used it. And we know what happened afterwards. After Jesus was done with his boat, he caught so much fish that his boat alone couldn't take it. Now that story tells me something again and I, I, I hope it would communicate that truth to you also. And that is, sometimes it would seem like God is asking of us what we don't have to give. Or God is asking of us when we have nothing left and we've lost it all. But here's something I know. As long as you and I have breath in our nostrils, we always have something to give God. And that is our breath. It is enough. Whatever we have is enough. Now, the Bible tells us to give cheerfully. The Bible is not telling us to give cheerfully because it just wants us to fake the smile and feign the joy or the happiness. No, the Bible is asking us to give cheerfully because there is a reason to be cheerful while giving. And the reason is, when we give to God, we are getting so much more back in return. Now, let's consider this example. If you have to give a hundred thousand naira to 
a financial institution and they promise that, okay, at the end of a 12-month period, you're going to be getting back 120,000 Naira. Are you sad when giving that 100,000 Naira in January? Or are you glad that, you know, by December, I am going to be getting 20% interest on this money without doing anything? But with God, it is so much more. It is not 20%. It is not 50%. It is not even 100%. It is much more than you can imagine. In, in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, the Bible tells us that the measure with which we use to give is the measure with which we would receive. Now, I began to imagine, so if I give God a handful, God gives me back a handful. But hey, I am just a man and my handful is just a handful. But God <laughs> sits in heaven and the earth is his footstool. So I'm trying to imagine what will his handful be like? We can't imagine it. So if we give God all of ourselves and all of our life, God gives us all of himself and all of his life. Oh, that is amazing. So when God asks us to give something to him, it's not an exchange. You're not giving a handful a handful. It may look like that in the surface, but in the real sense, it's never an exchange. It is God giving away. It's a giveaway from God. It's God giving us so much more than we could ever get for ourselves. So when God asks us to give, He's asking us to give Him so that we can make room for the much more that He's making available to us. So give to Him. Give, make yourself a channel through which God meets the needs of others because He will meet your needs too. Let me leave you with this question. What do we ever have to give God that He has not given to us first? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Truth in 10. And I have some announcements. The first is, this is going to be the last episode for season one. And season two is going to be premiering in July, the 7th of July. That's the first Tuesday of July, 2020. So please, between now and then, I would be entertaining questions. If you have questions, please ask. You can send your questions as a voice message on Anchor, or you can send a, uh, a direct message to me via WhatsApp on this number, plus 234-817-935-0737. I repeat, plus 234-817-935-0737. So I'll be welcoming your questions. And between now and July 7th, I would, if I receive questions, I would take out time to answer those questions and upload them so that you can have answers to your questions as the Holy Spirit will answer. Thank you so much for listening through every episode of this season. It's been a wonderful journey with you and I'm glad that the Holy Spirit has inspired every of these thoughts and has blessed us all together. Thank you so much and remain blessed. <music>